0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. I'm so glad you guys have joined me for my favorite day of the week here at the show. It's Mailbox Monday, and today I'm going to answer your questions. Stick around, I think you're going to be encouraged. (music) All right, you guys, so a lot going on uh, in my life right now. First of all, I want to let you know tonight I'm going to be with two of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Rick Green and Pastor Rob McCoy are joining me at 6 p.m. tonight at the Church of Truth. And we're going to take questions from the audience. We're going to talk about freedom and why it is so important that we come together right now and we start telling the truth about what's going on in the culture. I was just looking. This is fascinating to me. Uh, And I posted this. Um, Over on my Facebook pages and a couple other places, uh, the the woman of the year, you guys probably heard about this last week, but the woman of the year uh, is a man, and the best woman swimmer right now is a man. Uh, These are not women. And we can't tell the truth anymore because we have decided that truth is subjective. And the and uh, so tomorrow we're going to take this, this I'm going to tackle this topic with another really great friend of mine, uh, Dr. Jeff Myers, the founder, of, not the founder, but the president of Summit Ministries, is going to come on the show with me tomorrow. And we're going to talk about why it's so important that uh, we cling to and hold on to truth because we all know that uh, the dude who's working now for our federal government is not a woman, and we all know that Leah Thomas is not a woman. We know that this is wrong, but this is only happening because people are not telling the truth anymore, or people who know better are being silent. So we're going to talk about this a little bit uh, tonight at the Church of Truth at 6 p.m. You guys, Rick Green is the founder of Patriot Academy, and Rob McCoy, who is the uh, the pastor of Godspeed Calvary Chapel in Thousand Dokes and used to be uh, in the not-too-distant past, the mayor of Thousand Oaks, California, these guys are national treasures, and you are not going to want to miss this. Come out tonight to Church of Truth, and let's talk about why truth is so important. Cannot think of a better place to have this. Tomorrow night, we'll be up doing the same thing, the Freedom Rally at 7 p.m. at the Lewis and Clark Event Center, and uh, I hope you guys will come out for that. These are incredibly challenging times for, uh, for the people of God, but they're not outside of the uh, ability of God to intervene, and so that is one of the reasons why I am so excited to bring these guys here. I think you're going to be very, very encouraged. I know I am. So come out and uh, and I'm telling you what, it's just it's it's going to be a night that you guys won't want to miss you might notice that i am wearing uh one of the one of my statement shirts today from my friends over at goldie's barbecue and you can't see the back of the shirt i wish you could because it says crt on the back christ is the real truth so if you guys are in the vancouver area at all these guys are just friends of mine so shoot over there goldie's barbecue support these guys uh they're doing really good things in the community also want to say thank you to some new donors lance in iowa thank you guys so much in amber in virginia um, your notes of encouragement to me, your support of what we're doing, support for the ministry here. I can't thank you enough. We need your financial support to uh, to do the things that we're doing here. And we are juggling an awful lot right now. And so I really appreciate your ongoing support. So Lance and Amber uh, in Virginia, Lance in Iowa, thank you guys so much for your ongoing support of this ministry. And you guys can join us also in support. I will link back to that in the show notes today. All right, I'm going to jump into your questions. Christina from California has a homeschooling question. She said, hi, Heidi. I listen regularly and so thankful for all the topics you discuss. I'm a homeschool mom of a kindergartner. He is my oldest, and I'm looking into doing history with him. Good job. I want to pick a good curriculum that's quality and not left-leaning. Do you have any recommendations? Thank you so much. All right, so I have so many thoughts on this. Uh, For years and years, I taught my kids uh, out of just a very simple Series of books called uh, by Joy Hakem called "The History of the United States." I kind of think your kindergartner's not up for that. That being said. I don't think you can go wrong by just checking out not grass. They're one of my favorite curriculums for teaching US history definitely has to be not grass. And so I would say check that out. We've done that with our kids for a long, long time. But really just picking up good books that talk about the history of our country. And so I've talked about this a lot at the podcast. I'll see if I can't dig deep. But in the meantime, I'm gonna give a shout out to my listeners because I would like to see your curriculum recommendations, books that you read to your children about the history of the country. Did you guys know maybe maybe a lot of you aren't old enough to remember this but golden books which used to be a lot of fun they were kind of inexpensive books you can pick them up at you know almost any uh, any regular store and they had books on the history of our country. They used to have a book about the flag, the history of the United States flag, and those would be, you know, the the golden books. I would say, I mean, I did this. I went to eBay and I actually found some of these old golden books that had the history of our country in them, particularly the history of our flag. And so when your kids see the flag, it inspires a sense of wonder and awe and gratefulness. And so that might be a good place to start. I'm a huge fan of reading stories to children. Uh, YWAM has a wonderful series of uh, books that are. Are written for young people as young as kindergarten, and they're more written, and it's a little bit more uh, rhymy. But as they get older, those books transition, and you can find wonderful stories. I think Jesus told stories, right? So, the nature of how Jesus taught human beings while he was here on the earth was to teach them in parables. And if you can engage your children, in the story. So one of one of the things I remembered was the history of the Underground Railroad, right? Because why? Because we were read a story of Harriet Tubman when I was probably in third grade and it impacted me so much that this woman would would put her life on the line to help people escape from slavery in the South, knowing that she could be taken back into into a slavery herself, putting herself out there in such a selfless way. Those were the stories that were read to me when I was younger. And I think, you know, instead of looking into curriculum, and I say that in air quotes because I think, you know, curriculum can be sort of stuffy and sort of boring. I always think it's a better idea if we can read stories to our children about the founding of the country in a way that draws them in. Because if we can um, help our children make an emotional connection to the country and to our founding that goes beyond, you know, in 1492, you know, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Beyond that, if we can make those connections, that's when the uh, the love of our country is really. That's where we really see it. And so, um, I'm going to ask you guys send me lists. You can you can submit them to me right here heidi dot com forward slash mailbox Monday and say I've got some great books, uh, great ideas for you. Obviously, you guys know I love the Tuttle Twins. Their ads are running on my show, so uh, that's also a good place to start. I, I still think probably kindergarten. I would stick with. Um, with books that are easy for your kindergartner to understand. And this is the time for you to really instill a love of our country. Angela from Florida has a question about influencing adult children. She said, Heidi, I was blessed to be able to attend one of your Faith That Speaks events in Lakewood in early 2020, just before the lockdowns. Anyway, I never put my question in the basket for the Q&A at the end, and I just found it. And so here it is. How can mothers of lost adult children be a stronger influence for Christ in their life? All right. So, uh, Angela, I really appreciate this question. I would start off by just telling you, I think it's important, you know, and I tell this to moms all the time, particularly when their kids are struggling. Um, don't look at a child as, as just completely lost. They're not lost uh, unless they go home, unless they die without knowing Jesus Christ. And so, I think the best thing you can do, and I've watched some of my friends who have had kids walk away from the Lord over the years, do this in such a powerful way. I think the very best thing that you can do is love on your kids. Give them opportunities to be with you. Continue to um, nurture the relationships that you have with your kids so that when they have those questions, and don't be afraid to talk about uh, the important things with them, you know, and uh, Jeff and I are going to come on the show tomorrow and we're going to kind of shepherd you guys through some of these important conversations. But the fact is, if we're teaching our children about truth, if we're not afraid to engage with them on political matters, if we're not afraid to say, hey, what do you think about that? And then instead of just brushing off their answers, engage with them, engage with them. There's an entire generation of, of young people right now who are utterly and completely lost because for years and years and years, and the church has failed miserably to be Perfectly honest. For years and years and years, we have been telling our children that they came from that they are a random act of nature. There's no reason for them being here. the ki- The music that our kids are listening to. I talked to a mom the other day, who was telling me that her daughter suffered from um, anxiety and depression, and she started cutting herself and all these issues. Well, her mom said I, one of these one day, I just got a hold of her uh, of her iPod, and I started listening to her music. Well, no wonder she's cutting herself. She's listening to music that's basically just telling her that that's what she should do, that her life is worthless and meaningless. And these are the messages that are coming through social media. You guys, we're living in a time of incredible deception right now. And so we we counter that. The only way, as I've said before on the show, the only way to counter a bold lie is with bold truth. And so don't give up on your kids. Stay in relationship with them. Invite them over for dinner. Um you know, tell them how much you love them and how how much you're praying for them and how thankful you are that you are their mom and nurture that relationship. And I'm telling you what, you guys, good things are gonna come out of that. Uh, I promise you. So hang in there with your kids. It's worth fighting for. Uh, Sarah from Washington had a question about the good and the beautiful. Heidi, what's your take on the good and beautiful homeschool program? I've read reviews saying that Christians shouldn't use it because it's written by LDS Moms, even though it doesn't mention Joseph Smith Uh, that it's not good for Christians to be supporting this curriculum. All right, so I'm going to disagree with your friends a little bit on this one. First of all, uh, you guys know that I'm not Mormon, but one of my kids is actually using the Good and the Beautiful with her kids. And I went through and looked at it, and uh, I didn't hate it, actually. I really liked it. I liked what it was. And if she saw anything in there that even remotely smacked of theology that she disagreed with, she would not she either would not teach it or she would say it and correct it. Either one of those things is a good thing to do. So anyway, I would say always, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, you know how many parents that I have talked to that sent their kids to a so-called Christian college and a Christian university, and we're gonna talk about this more in a second. And it turns out it's woke curriculum, the professors are woke, and uh and so you need to do your job. If you guys were to look at the the roots of every curricula that's out there right now, I promise you. There are things that you're reading, probably even things that I've read to my kids over the years that that were written by people that I am absolutely opposed to, theologically. So you've got to do your homework, and uh, if there's if it smacks of wrong teaching or false teaching, then don't do it. But from what I've seen so far, and and granted, you know, my grandkids are my oldest is eight, the oldest of my grandsons is eight, so I would say uh, it's fair to say I haven't looked through the whole thing, but from what I have seen. Um, my daughter just absolutely loves it. So uh, so there you go. Anonymous in California. Uh, Heidi, thank you for your amazing ministry and for all the encouragement you have offered me through your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't have a question so much as I have something to share. There was a question related to higher education where we can find resources to research private so-called Christian institutions. I heard an extremely helpful interview and have linked to it here. And you guys, I'm going to link to this in the show notes because I'm so, this is what I love that you guys do. Listeners send me, hey, Heidi, look at this. Or I looked at this link or I found this. I think it's great. And so she's saying, hopefully the, the listener who submitted the question to you on the 14th will be connected to this as a graduate of a Christian university. I have to confess that I was shocked to hear some of what she shares. It appears as though there are many institutions that have been invaded by cultural narratives in place of holding firm to biblical ones. I would urge any Christian family looking at private higher education to truly do their research based on my own personal experience as well as the experience described in this interview. Additionally, they bring great insight into the recent narratives on race and how racial reconciliation can be achieved biblically because our identity is in Christ and not in race. So I'm gonna link back to this in the show notes today and hopefully uh, you guys will get as much encouragement and information out of it as I think you will. I'm gonna pause really quick and we're gonna get a word in here from our sponsors. You guys, check these guys out because one of the ways that our show stays on the air and that we're able to do the things that we do is because we have awesome sponsors. And so I'm, uh, I'm partnering with organizations that I really believe in and in turn have believed in this ministry. And so check them out and I'll be right back. All right, Laura in Georgia needs a non woke language app. Listen to this, she said. Heidi, we were using Duolingo to assist in learning Spanish, such a fun app, until we found that they are pushing homosexual content on our children. I am so sick of these companies targeting children. I don't. I I wouldn't even want you got talking about heterosexual sex. With my children. I particularly don't want you doing it in your apps when I don't know that you're gonna do it. So, this is what she said. One of my son's lessons included a conversation where a lady was talking about, quote, a v- her very difficult wife so disappointing please consider warning your listeners about this also also do you know of any other fun tool or app to assist in learning spanish muchas gracias for all your hard work and for standing up for biblical truth we are supporters and are encouraged every day when we listen to your podcast so i love that you sent in this question laura thank you so much and i'm sure our listeners will be able to help you and i really agree you know some of you're going to be like who cares if they said that what is happening is that these organizations, these companies are targeting our children and they're trying to normalize what God says is not right. And that is the problem. And so uh, we need to be careful and need to be aware. So thank you for writing in. One more question. Catherine in Virginia has an option for dual enrollment. You guys are awesome. You're sending me such great information. Heidi, I hear a lot of questions about dual enrollment, and I wanted to be sure you're aware of a program that Abeka offers through Pensacola Christian College, where rising juniors and seniors are able to get college credit through enrollment there. My kids are small, and so I don't know much about it, but I really love Abeka's curriculum, so it might be a good option. Uh, I love that, and I agree completely with you. I think, man, you know, wouldn't it be something if we all had options? And uh, this is why I so love it. If you guys want to submit questions to me, by the way, here at the show, just go to com forward slash mailbox Monday. And I love to answer your questions. If you're hearing a little bit of scratchiness in my voice and a little bit of a stuffy nose, it's because the trees are in bloom here in uh, southwest Washington State. And actually, it makes me happier than a bird of the french fry. I was telling my husband on the way into the studio today that every time I look at these beautiful at cherry blossoms that are just all over, right outside the Homeschool Resource Center, this giant cherry blossom has just exploded into life. And it makes me ridiculously happy. But you guys are going to have to put up with my allergies, I think, for a little while. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to put lavender in my diffuser, which was right behind me. I will not make that same mistake tomorrow. All right, one more question for an anonymous listener in Minnesota. Hi, Heidi. Recently, my husband got COVID. He was not very sick. His parents called me and wanted to get me and my three young children tested, even though we had no symptoms, and I was pretty sure I already had it back in the fall. I questioned this, and so did my husband, because they had just had COVID themselves, so I thought it was no big deal. I told them it was not helpful to me as his wife for them to be calling me and giving me all the worst-case scenarios that could happen. And I struck a nerve and got a phone call calling me all sorts of names, and they questioned whether or not I would get their little boy the help that he needed. Ooh. I really did try to be respectful in my tone but it was not well-received. My husband and I don't know what to do. They act like everything's fine now, but my husband's having a hard time with the situation with his parents. Any advice on what to do? So this really is gonna sit on your husband, right? Because these are his parents. And uh, I would suggest us talking to your husband and saying, you know what? I need your help navigating this with your mom and dad. Because really what they did, you know, we talk a lot about jurisdiction here at the podcast. What they did was they stepped outside of their role. They stepped outside of their jurisdiction and when you become uh, an in-law, so I have two, uh, I have a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law, and I try to be very cognizant of the jurisdictional lines, like what is my role in the lives of these young adults who really have established their own families right now? And really, this is a, um, an um an infringement into an area where they should not have gone. It's all right to say this is what I think, and then as soon as you hear from your from your kids, hey, this is what we're going to do, uh, drop it. The weird thing about COVID, and we've been talking about this now for oh, for goodness sake, you know, over two years, uh, it has really given people permission to just be jerks to each other, right? It's given people permission to like ask you about your medical history, get all up inside your business, get into your grill. We just had our mask mandate lifted here amazing that it took the King of Washington, uh, King Inslee, this long to do it. And even more amazing that people actually did what he suggested. Anyway, rabbit trail. Uh, I noticed that has turned just even with the lifting of the mask mandate, people are starting to be nicer to each other. This is a spirit. And I've been saying this forever and ever. Amen. And so when you talk to your parents and when your husband does, keep that in mind. This is a spiritual battle as much as it is anything else. And we need the wisdom of God so that we do not do irreparable harm to the relationships that are closest to us. But this is a jurisdiction conversation, and that would be where I would take it. All right, you guys, that's all I've got time for today. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I so appreciate you. I appreciate uh, all the listeners here and your constant and unwavering support for the show, and you can become a supporter. We would love to give you a shout-out here at the show. Just go to the show notes today, and I will link back to how you can do it. You guys, I hope I see you tonight at Church of Truth at 6 p.m. We are going to have a hooting, and hollering, and good time. And I promise you're going to leave feeling lighter than when you came in. Tomorrow night, we'll be up in Centralia at the event center, at the Lewis and Clark Event Center. And most of that information can be found in the show notes here today. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow with my friend, Dr. Jeff Myers at the intersection of faith.